So tonight, we are going to talk about the new moon in Aries coming back around again for the second time this zodiac season. We're also going to talk about this moon being a black moon and what that means. And this moon happens to fall in the window of a total solar eclipse. So obviously we're going to touch base on that tonight. In addition, we'll talk a little bit about the planet Jupiter. We'll talk about Vedic astrology with this moon. And I've done a tarot poll for past, present, and future guidance around this moon, around this oncoming eclipse season, and every Thing that we have going on. Aside from that, I'm not sure what else we're going to do tonight, but I'm sure I will get inspired with whatever the universe needs to bring through. So as we start to ground in deeper, we are going to start by bringing in the five elements. Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Namaste, everyone. Happy new moon in Aries. No, this is not deja vu. We are in another Aries new moon. Our last new moon was in Aries, and here we are again getting one more what we call black moon, experiencing a moon in the same sign again before we shift over to Taurus season. So in the spirit of Aries, being the first sign of the zodiac, being an impatient sign, wanting things to happen right away, and also with this moon being in the nakshatra known as Ashwini nakshatra, represented by the head of the horse, the energy right out of the gate of the race, we are going to drop right in and get started with our moon circle 
tonight. So if this is your first time joining, I just want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. We love that you are here. If this is your hundredth time, your thousandth time, I've been doing these moon circles for several years now at this point. So maybe this is the umpteenth time that you have joined into a moon circle, but whatever time it is, I just want to say hi and welcome and invite you to simply make yourself comfortable tonight to get ready to talk about the moon, maybe have something to write with, to take down notes if you'd like, maybe have something to drink because we're gonna be here for a while, and certainly make sure that you are comfortable. This is a casual virtual moon circle. We're here to form community, just to come together and talk about the moon, talk about the cosmos, maybe share what's going on in our own lives, and I'm here to hold space for you and hold space for it all. So my name is Vina Lene Rachel. If this is your first time here, I am a moon priestess, an intuitive, a channeler of the divine, also an emotional alchemist, and I host these moon circles every new moon and full moon to let you know what's going on in the cosmos, to tell you a little bit about the energy of the moon, and that's because I've been working with the moon for gosh, for almost 13 years now, going into my 13th year working with the moon. I've been attracted to astrology my entire life. I've been working heavily with astrology for about 10 to 13 years now. And I was once that person looking for guidance, looking for answers, looking for help on how to learn about what's going on with the stars and the moon. And so now I am here to be that person for you if you have that curiosity or if you are seeking answers. So I welcome you into this circle. And before we get started any deeper, I want to take three deep breaths together. So wherever you are, can you find supportive posture? Can you find a taller spine? Can you find more room in your body for your breath? And when you are ready, can you take a deep breath in through your nose? out through your mouth and at the bottom of that breath just shake it up loosen up de-stress ground in let's do another breath deep breath in through the nose maybe with some sound through the mouth this time it's vibrating those vocal cords helps to activate the vagus nerve helps to just stimulate you and ground you even more if you can, join me this time with reaching your arms overhead. Inhale, take a big stretch. And exhale, let those arms come back down as you deeply release and settle in. So tonight, we are going to talk about the new moon in Aries coming back around again for the second time this zodiac season. We're also going to talk about this moon being a black moon and what that means. And this moon happens to fall in the window of a total solar eclipse. So obviously we're going to touch base on that tonight. In addition, we'll talk a little bit about the planet Jupiter. We'll talk about Vedic astrology with this moon. And I've done a tarot poll for past, present, and future guidance around this moon, around this oncoming eclipse season, and every Thing that we have going on. Aside from that, I'm not sure what else we're going to do tonight, but I'm sure I will get inspired with whatever the universe needs to bring through. So as we start to ground in deeper, we are going to start by bringing in the five elements. Now, 
If you do not have these elements, perfectly fine. But if you do have these elements, I do invite you to use them either tonight or with this moon portal or anytime that you're in one of your rituals or your practices or some sort of you know moon ceremony as well. So I'm going to start with the earth element. Actually, I'm going to start with what I'm wearing here. I am wearing a um, necklace of turquoise and turquoise is a stone of healing. Now I also have a little turquoise um, point here or what we would call a generator. Anytime that we have a stone that's more pointed, it helps to concentrate the energy. So this would help to concentrate healing energy. So I'm going to go ahead and send a little bit of that to you tonight. Just go ahead and absorb that in. But we want to work with healing energy tonight because in the eastern side of the world, this moon is in a healing star or a star that provides a lot of healing. And we'll talk about that a little bit later tonight. But this would be the first stone I would recommend working with under this moon if you have any type of healing that you're working on, not only physical, but maybe emotional, energetic as well. Bring in more turquoise into your life. Now, because this is the black moon, I also suggest working with black stones. So I am wearing black Tulsi right here. And Tulsi is a wood, for, it's, a, um, it's from the holy basil uh, plant, and it's a very protective wood. So when you wear Tulsi beads, you're um, protecting your energy, and you're also deflecting any negative energy that may come upon you. Now, black Tulsi is kind of hard to find, so if you can't find that, you can work with any other black stone. So I've got some black onyx here. I have some black tourmaline. Any sort of black stone is going to absorb negative energy, reflect negative energy, and help to protect you you. Now, also, I would suggest working with good old crystal quartz right now because we're under an eclipsed moon. And with this lunar portal, remember, we're entering a new moon, so it's a new lunar portal. We're also moving into eclipse season. So in two weeks, when we reach the full moon in Scorpio, we're also going to experience a lunar eclipse. And it won't be a time for you to be out under the moonlight or charging your crystals and with that, you might be a little bit worn out. Your energy might be drained. Now, also because this is a new moon, gravity is stronger right now, especially with this total solar eclipse really coming in and blocking the sun for a moment. We're going to get extremely pulled down to the earth tonight and right now. So I would suggest using crystal quartz if you need to amplify your energy. Now, again, this is a generator. It's got a nice um, concentrated point on it. So again, just like I sent that healing to you, I'm going to take this crystal quartz for energy and send that to you as well, just in case you need it right now. And another great master stone to work with in addition to crystal quartz. By the way, crystal quartz absorbs negative energy, protects you as well. So, you know, maybe having a mixture of the black and the white, right? Having some sort of black stone, having the crystal quartz, both of those together could be really potent in protecting your energy right now. So depending on how much you need to shield yourself, you might want to bring in both of those crystals. Now, another crystal that I would suggest working with right now is selenite. Again, selenite is a master crystal. It charges all of your other crystals. It can charge you. So I, again, I'm just going to send this out. Hopefully this will line up right with your third eye. 
give you some extra charging in those upper spiritual chakras. And I'll use this to open up our circle in a moment too. But selenite is great for charging your energy or charging your stones or charging your, you know, spiritual woo, your spiritual gear. If you can't, um, you know, charge it with the full moon coming up with the eclipse because most people won't be able to charge their stuff. They don't want to erase the programming from it. Then you can use selenite to charge anything instead. You can also use selenite to charge your water. However, you don't want to put it in your water because it's water soluble. So if you wanted to charge your water with selenite, you can simply have some water and you may um, just, you know, run the uh, crystal in a uh, clockwise direction calling in energy to the water or if you had some sort of um, way to maybe like put the selenite on top if it was more of a glass vessel this is plastic so it's not going to work as good but um you know any way that you can get the selenite near the water just not in the water it will help to charge up your water um so if you can't make moon water in two weeks you can still um, have some really high amplified high energy water through the use of selenite. So moving on, I also have just some regular Tulsi beads here. So I talked about the black Tulsi beads, but I also have regular Tulsi beads. These are actually from India. They provide a lot of protection. I've had them for almost six years now. Um, and these are the beads that I use all the time just to keep my energy kind of at bay and keep my energy protected and, um, you know, help to not have any like intrusive, invasive, I can't describe it for another lack of words, icky energy coming at me. I wear my Tulsi to be protective of that. Now, if you can't get your hands on Tulsi, T-U-L-S-I, holy basil, you can also utilize the oil of it. So we will talk about utilizing aromatherapy when we get to water, but before we go there, let's move on to the element of fire. So one more earth element, white sage. This is a great smudge to use if you are trying to really cleanse and reset. This is an eclipse new moon. New moons are about new beginnings. This is an Aries new moon. It's the second new moon in Aries this month. So we are getting a deep reset. And with that, we probably need to cleanse deeply. Now, I always mention this, that my white sage comes from ethical sources from sustainable sources that this isn't taken off of you know indigenous land disrespectfully this comes from a good place so if you're using something like white sage to smudge just make sure that you're getting it from a good source so i'm going to combine this with the element of fire bringing in that second element combining it with the first element and you're going to start to see this smoke or this wind come off which is our third element. And there's a lot of it coming off, but we've had a lot of people in the studio tonight. I'm here in my yoga studio and I had a class tonight and I had class this morning, so I have no doubt that I probably need to cleanse the space. So I'm gonna go ahead and take this in a counterclockwise direction around you. Ooh, move my tech a little bit. Around the tech that we're using to connect. Here we go and then also around me.
And all of that smoke is purifying. And I highly suggest working with smudging smoke right now because that does bring in the element of fire. You know, Aries is a cardinal fire element. So using fire to cleanse right now is really powerful. Smoke is purifying. We know that um, smudging smoke helps to eliminate toxins, bacteria, viruses, microbes from the air. And then we've known since the beginning of time that it cleanses spiritually and energetically. So I'm just going to continue to let this sage burn as long as it needs to go. We're just going to set that right there for the smoke to go where it needs to. By the way, when you smudge, always make sure that you have a place for the smoke to leave and travel. So have some sort of doors or windows open so all of that smoke and that energy and all of that icky stuff can leave and go with the smoke. Okay, let's move on to our element of water. As I mentioned, you can utilize the oil of holy basil Tulsi to protect yourself. So if you don't have the beads, if you don't have the wood, then you can certainly use the oil instead. I really like utilizing essential oils for the water element and also just in my elements for my moon circles because it brings in the energy of earth from the plants. It brings in the energy of fire because they're collected through steam distillation. It brings in the element of air because we smell these and take them in with the element of air or wind. And then it brings in the element of water because they're in liquid form. So Tulsi is a great one to maybe put in your diffuser, maybe one drop in your bath if you're trying to like detox with your bath at the end of the day. But this one's going to pull out any of that negative energy and help protect you. You might even like, you know, dab a concentrated, um, sorry, not a concentrated, a diluted. So use a carrier oil, but you might want to take a carrier oil and maybe just like one drop, rub that on your pulse points, rub that around your heart and protect yourself. Now, I would also suggest maybe working with cinnamon oil right now because, again, we're in this fiery Aries energy, and cinnamon is a quickening spice. So it provides an energy of swiftness or quickening. If you're trying to make things happen really quickly, then you might want to utilize cinnamon in your life. Again, you could drop just like a drop in your diffuser. You could smell this straight from the bottle, probably with the lid on. It's really potent. If you are using it topically, literally one drop with a lot of carrier oil, this is a great one to add to maybe like a muscle rub if you can tolerate it, or you could put like maybe one drop in your bath. It is a super hot oil. I'm not a fan of using it so much in the bath water unless it's heavily diluted, like in a bath, like I make bath bombs, like if I put it like in a bath bomb with like other ingredients, right? Um, with lots of oils, lots of clay. I wouldn't just like put one drop in my bath water alone because it'd make my bath water pretty spicy. And you know, we have mucosal membranes, especially as women. You don't want to get that near those areas. So careful with the use of cinnamon, but a great one to diffuse or to have around you if you are wanting to speed things up in your life. And then Finally, if you need to cool your jets a little bit, if you're feeling a little fiery right now, excessively fiery, you know, we have this eclipse energy, which can kind of bring a spark of fire in a good or maybe not so great way. So if you need to cool yourself, you might want to use 
peppermint in your life. So peppermint is a great one literally to just cool our energy, to calm our senses. It really helps us to breathe deeply. It opens up the respiratory system and it's an oil that's going to help bring up any emotions that need to get released right now. It is the oil of buoyancy. So it's going to bring things up to the surface. Remember, this is a new moon, new beginnings. This is an eclipse. It's time to let things go for good. So if you've been holding on to something and you're ready to release it, you know, Aries energy is super potent for helping you make change and like move on without looking back. So, but you might need to like bring it to the surface before you can process it in that way. So peppermint, great emotionally for bringing things up and also great for just cooling any fire energy that you may experience right now. Maddie says Tulsi is one of her favorite teas, delicious. You know what, that's funny Maddie because you have all that Taurus energy and in my Taurus um, blend, my Zodiac blend, I have Tulsi in there because it's a very earthy energy. So shout out to all my Tauruses, Taurus season starts tomorrow. Um, but Taurus energy is very earthy, very grounding and very protective. You know, think about the bull, very protective of their energy. And so I have no doubt that you enjoy the herb Tulsi with all of that um, Taurus energy going on in your birth chart. So I also suggest that you always have water, right? It's a new moon. It's time to reset. It's time to cleanse. Drink a ton of water. Hydrate, 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 because we're in a fiery moon, right? Aries is a fire sign, and then we have an eclipse, which creates even more fire, and we're also in a new moon, which brings a little bit of that grounding detox energy. So if you're needing to release, again, if you're needing to like flush things out or unlock, you know, water is our best friend. That's one of the best ways to do it. Now, I'm also gonna suggest one more liquid that I've never suggested to work with in a moon circle before, but I think is the right one to work with right now. If it supports your health, if it supports your energy, if you ask in your heart of hearts and your spirit tells you to align with this, because I'll be honest, I do not consume this very often. However, coffee might be a great thing to consume right now. Why? Well, number one, we're in a new moon, which is all about new beginnings, shifting your habits, trying new routines, right? So trying to do things differently. We're also in a new moon with an eclipse. Eclipses are about resetting, shifting the way that you do things, shifting your habits, your intentions, your day-to-day, -day, how you structure your life. Now, I'm personally trying to get up earlier or I'm trying to, as a tired mom, find more energy in my life so that I can do more things and be more productive. I've got a lot of projects in the scenes and in the works right now that I really want to work on, but I haven't had time to really get to that. So I suggest just for this lunar portal, just for the sake of kind of charging yourself up, if you need it, you actually might want to bring the wonderful water element of coffee into your life for some extra boost and fire. So with that, also, I also want to mention that coffee, you know, is a diuretic in addition to, you know, helping to energize you. So again, if you're needing to detox, if you need a little bit of help with elimination, 
Coffee might help you out right now. Now mindful that that coffee is more pure, right? We're not like loading it up with a bunch of sugar and dairy and, you know, processed things. It needs to be, you know, a supportive coffee, maybe a mushroom coffee um, or a black coffee, you know, but something um, maybe organic as well, right? But that might be something that supports you right now as well. Okay, so the fifth and final element is the ether. It's not really a physical thing, except for this physical way that we are connecting right now, maybe through your phone or through your computer or through your smart TV. The ether is the digital space where we are all hanging out right now. It's the fifth element, and I love working with this because it moves beyond space and time. So all of these elements I've brought in tonight, you're taking in the energy of those right now. This smudging smoke that I had coming out earlier, you were smudged tonight with that smoke. You know, everything that we talk about in this circle, the energy will be amplified, and you're gonna feel it as if you're sitting right here in front of me in person right now. I also love working with the ether because the energy gets stronger as more and more people connect over time. So this transmission is going to go out onto my podcast. It's going to go onto YouTube. It'll hang out in the Instagram world for a while. And with that, as more and more people tune in, the energy becomes stronger. So this is why I choose to do moon circles online instead of in person, because we can reach more energy, we can reach more people, and we can collectively raise our frequency, which is a really magical thing. So with that, I want to bring in the guides and guardians of the five directions just to enhance our five elements. You can feel free to listen to this prayer. I'm going to bring back in our selenite wand, and this time I'm going to bring this up and around in a clockwise direction to invite in the energy. And I want to take a moment to first welcome in the guides and guardians of the east with their element of air, bringing us those fresh breaths of new beginnings. We know that the winds of change are upon us as we move into this age of Aquarius, this air sign really ruling our society, ruling our energy right now. We know the winds of change are upon us with this eclipse season and Mercury retrograde to come. And we embrace the air as it helps blow us into a new direction where we can grow and thrive. We thank the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire burning so strong with this Aries moon, bringing in a total solar eclipse, igniting change, sparking new fires within us, sparking change and desire. We thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, helping us to purify and prepare for a new journey ahead, helping us to wash away what no longer serves, and helping us to lean into the natural flow of time wherever it takes us for the next chapter. We thank the guides and guardians of the West for being in our circle with their element of water tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with their element of earth, 
the magical elements of the crystals and gemstones, the smudging materials, the water, the oils, all of the magical tools we're using tonight coming from the earth itself, utilizing the energy of this moon relative only to our planet, and also thinking about the generations before us, the generations ahead of us, all that is guiding us to help preserve our planet and our home. We also thank the guides and guardians of the North with their element of earth for being in our circle tonight. And finally, we invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the spirit realm, the ether, the Akash, all that ever was, all that ever will be, the angels, the archangels, the deities, the cosmic beings, the cosmic races, source energy, source consciousness. We invite it all into our circle tonight to guide us, to speak to us, to help us to see more clearly. Hopefully I'm still here. <laughs> little low on the energy tonight with the battery, so we'll see how things go. But if we get low, I can plug in the phone, no problem. So let's talk about the moon. We're in a new moon, which means if I'm the earth and the sun is over there where that fire is burning on my fireplace, the moon is in between. So it's blocking the light of the sun. That's why it's so dark outside. It's blocking the energy of the sun. That's why you feel a little bit more tired because the sunlight affects our circadian rhythm, affects our energy, affects our metabolism, all of those things and more. All of that is blocked out right now because the moon's in the way. And then sometimes when the moon aligns just right, it's going to completely pass in front of the sun and, um, and engage in a total solar eclipse. Now, sometimes we have partial solar eclipses, but today we experience a total solar eclipse. And we're actually in the window right now as we speak. We'll be in the window for about another hour. And we can't see it unless you're more in the Middle East or the Southeast Asian part of the world. You're not really going to see it here, but we still feel it. We are still impacted by the energy. So the energy might feel a little weird right now. Animals in nature might be acting a little weird right now. Eclipses always make us act a little bit different because it is a different energy. Now, eclipses are also a reset because the sun disappears and comes back again. It gives us an opportunity to reignite ourselves, to maybe, you know, develop a new spark of light within ourselves, new inspiration, new ideas, working on new habits, new routines, structuring our days differently, working on a different project, pursuing a new career path or different career path, starting um, a new intention or ambition. All of this can happen with eclipse energy. And because we're in a new moon, it's all about new beginnings anyway. Now, I mentioned that we're, you know, at the beginning of a new lunar cycle. The moon moves around the Earth every 29 and a half-ish days. And as it does that, it switches signs about every two and a half-ish days. And because the moon is aligned with the sun right now, it's going to be in the same sign that the sun is in, which is Aries. Now, overnight tonight, about 3 o'clock in the morning, central time, we are going to move into Taurus season. 
So we're just right on the edge of Aries right now. We're right on the end of the fire. The earth is slowly moving in and we're working to ground all of this excitement, all of this ambition, all of these aha moments and ideas into reality. So this moon is telling us to number one, rest and prepare because we've probably got a lot of work ahead of us. And also just to pause and maybe reflect and make sure that we're not going to let history repeat itself. Like we don't want to make the same mistakes. We don't want to have the same karmic lessons come around again. We really want to try to do things differently and be a different person this time. So this moon is really about shifting yourself. It's about shifting everything in your nature. It's not just like starting one new thing or taking a few steps towards your goals reanalyzing what you're working on. It's about really working towards your next evolution. So embrace that because that's super exciting. And maybe ask yourself how you can reinvent your life. How can you reinvent yourself? Who do you want to step into? What do you want to create? We're in a co-creative reality now. It's not woo-woo anymore. It's almost science with quantum physics now, but we can create our reality. So it's time to really embrace the fire and be able to do that by taking action and setting our intentions there. Now, we also have to think about the fact that this is a black moon. What does that mean? Well, it means that we're in a new moon repeating the same sign again in the same season. So our last new moon was in Aries and we were all fired up because it was right at the beginning of Aries season. In fact, it was one day into Aries season. So we were like, let's go, let's work on things. And now we come back around again to another Aries new moon that says, hey, checking back in, are you still working on that stuff? Or if not, can you get fired up about something else? Because we need to get excited about something, right? Like spring is coming, the sun is coming out, it's getting warmer, we have longer days, we have more time and energy to do stuff, so let's do it. You know, Aries energy is not one to wait around. They like to get out the gate and go and get it done. They like to be successful. They don't like to lollygag. They like to make things happen. So we're in an energy of making things happen. And even if you didn't make it happen over this past lunar cycle, guess what? You have an opportunity to make it happen now. You know, whatever energy we come into under a new moon, that energy rules the entire lunar cycle. So it's not like we're in Aries energy today and then Taurus pops in tomorrow and it shifts and we lose that. We actually carry this Aries excitement and fire into the entire lunar cycle. And really Taurus just comes in to help us all make it happen. You know, Taurus is a sign that's all about the finer things in life. Taurus wants us to have good food and good sex and comfortable clothes and luxurious vacations and plenty of rest and plenty of good friendship and social circles and just peaceful time, a peaceful good time in this world. So Taurus is coming in right now to say, hey, how do we make all this good stuff in our life happen? How do we have more luxury? How do we have more comfort? How do we have more joy and pleasure in our life? Taurus is ruled by Venus. So right now, we're getting fired up for what we want to design 
And then Taurus is going to help us create it if we keep our energy focused. Okay, let's move over to the eastern side of the world. Let's talk about that for a moment. So I'm no expert in Vedic astrology. I always put that out there. I certainly have it on my vision board to learn more about Vedic astrology this year. In fact, there's an online course I want to take. Fingers crossed I'll find time to take it soon. But with that, you know, I have been tapping into Vedic astrology for quite some time now. So ever since I went to India in 2017 and came across the concept of Vedic astrology, I started to see how it aligned with Western astrology and thought, hey, it's worth mentioning. It's worth talking about because there's some guidance and some wisdom there too. And a lot of times it's very similar to what's going on, you know, on the other side of the world. So I'm going to grab a drink of my energizing, detoxing coffee, <laughs> and then we'll move on to the eastern side of the world. By the way, if you have anything coming up right now, anything you want to say about you know what we've talked about so far, any questions, feel free to put it in the chat. That's what we're here for. That's why it's called The Circle. We're circling up. We're talking all about it. I'm going to grab my coffee. We're going to talk about the eastern side of the world. By the way, I've been drinking on this coffee all day, so it's not like I'm jamming out to coffee at um, 9 o'clock at night. I'm uh, <laughs> sipping on the last bits of it for the day. But I have to be up for a few hours tonight, so I'm going to have some energy. Okay, let's talk about Vedic astrology. In the eastern side of the world, this moon is in Ashwini Nakshatra. Ashwini Nakshatra is... Pictured by the head of a horse, kind of a race horse going right out the gate or a horse running, kind of that horse like as it runs, it edges its head out, right? It gets its whole head, like it puts its head out and lets its whole body follow, right? It's very ambitious energy and it's actually the first of the padas. So it's the first nakshatra of the 27 lunar mansions, just like on western side of the world, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So we are in initial energy, energy of new beginnings, very exciting energy and energy with a lot of potential and a lot of momentum. You know, when we think about the horse, the horse is fast. In fact, the horse is one of the fastest animals when it comes to how it runs. And so we are going to have a very quickening energy right now to do things, to get things done, to make things happen, to make our dreams come true. We're not going to be very patient about it. Now, with that being said, the horse is very intelligent. The horse is very intuitive and sensitive. If you've been around horses, you know horses can sense fear. I grew up around horses. I have no fear around a horse, but I've been with people who are afraid of horses around horses, and they know. Horses get spooked easily. They can smell things. They can sense things. They know when a snake is in front of them or about to cross. They know when the water's not right to drink. They know when the path is a little spooky and off. We are embracing that horse energy now with our intuition. So this moon is asking us to have a lot of excitement about where we want to go and what we want to do and what we want to make and who we want to be. But don't forget about that intuition. Don't forget that internal compass or those gut feelings or those things that help you to stop when you need to. You know, the horse will stop on a dime. 
They will change their direction as soon as they need to. They're not afraid to pull back. And we need to do the same. You know, an Aries energy is very ego-driven. Doesn't like to give up. But when they do quit, they quit instantly and they walk away. And that's what we want to embrace right now. So from a Vedic perspective or from Vedic astrology, you know, we're in this lunar mansion that's telling us to embrace the excitement of the horse, you know, to get out the gate and go, but to listen to our intuition along the way. And when something feels off, maybe slow down and pay attention to that and then make the swift change that you need to and shift direction and don't linger there. Because if you do, the snake's going to bite you. You're going to get deceived. You're going to go back into the same karmic lesson. You're going to get into that limiting mindset. It's tricky. You know, we don't want to deal with any of that right now. Ashwini Nakshatra is ruled by a set of twins known as the Ashwinis. They're uh, twin brothers who are physicians to the gods and they bring in a lot of healing. So this moon is also about healing things that maybe we've been working on for a while. You know, Aries doesn't like to bullshit. I'm going to laugh at my Aries friend when she listens to this because she'll probably text me if she's listening or if she listens to the replay and hears this. But Aries people don't like to play around when it comes to their healing. <laughs> they like to know what's wrong, how to fix it, get it done, move on, next chapter, right? So you may have been lingering lately with doing some emotional energetic work, doing work physically. I have been trying to cleanse myself of parasites for two years now. And in the past month, I just went to war, went to war. I'm talking 12 supplements a day, all kinds of herbs, everything natural, but I'm ready to heal for good. You might be in the same energy of like you've been working on something with your health or your wellness or your physical being or your emotional well-being. Maybe you're working on trauma. Whatever it is, it's time to heal for good. And this moon brings in a lot of power for you to really heal, for you to kind of move on from that, detach, walk away. I mentioned emotional alchemy earlier. You know, no longer let that thing attach to you in the same way. You are ever expanding, ever growing, and you are not limited by your past or by your ancestral karma. You are only limited by yourself. So let yourself heal with this moon and maybe embrace that mantra of not I am healing, but I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. Because if you're healed and well, you have so much more energy for the other things that you want to work on and you want to create. And that's why we're working with turquoise tonight if you need it, right? Because it's time to heal for good. Lots and lots of hearts. I love it. So with that, I don't really have much of a spiritual practice tonight. In fact, I'm not really going to go for a spiritual practice tonight. I actually am just going to give you a little bit of guidance, a couple of things that I would encourage you to do with this moon. Number one, if you need to make deep change, I'm talking if you need to let go of some of these things we just talked about, these things that are attached to you from the past, if you need to let go of a person and a relationship, if you need to let go of a professional pursuit or career path, whatever it is that you're working on or you have an energetic attachment to, if you need to release it, 
write it down on a piece of paper, safely burn it away with fire. We're in a fiery moon, have a fire ceremony, just maybe do it inside, not outside, practicing safe fire practices, right? But just don't be out under the moon. Or maybe wait till tomorrow to have your fire ceremony when the eclipse is no longer active if you wanna have a nice fire outside. Number two, if you're feeling restless, anxious, if you're feeling worried about the future, if you're feeling angry and fiery, if you're just feeling uncertain about things, I want you to simply slow down. I want you to commit to taking 10 minutes. That's it, 10 minutes, and I want you to be still. Whether you're sitting or you're lying on the ground, you're reclined back in the recliner, I don't care, 10 minutes of conscious rest, whatever that takes. Because if you find more stillness, you will ground, you will find your center. Gravity is very strong right now. It is pulling you down to connect back to yourself and your earthly human nature and your earthly human desires and your earthly human life, but you've got to slow down and connect back in if you're feeling all over the place and feeling very scattered, which is normal right now with this energy. Harness the energy back in, rein it back in where you can control it, and you do that with stillness and conscious rest. So that's my second recommendation for you. Number three, I already mentioned it, drink a ton of water. In fact, right now or after this moon circle, go pour a nice eight ounce to 10 ounce glass of water and chug it before you go to bed. Commit to drinking more water at night and in the morning so that you really get everything flushed and prepared for this eclipse season that's coming up. So really quickly, I wanna talk about Jupiter because on the Vedic side of things, if we look at Jupiter right now, the planet of growth, expansion, fortune, abundance, the biggest planet in our galaxy, it is in a karmic knot. Jupiter is right in between Pisces and Aries, currently crossing over the threshold. And in between that, it's in what we call a gandanta, a karmic knot. That means that there are things right now around your growth, your fortune, your expansion, your abundance, your joy that are karmically tied up in a knot. And you have got to do things differently or think in a different way to change your mindset to undo that knot and embrace expansion. So I'm going to let you think about that, meditate on that, because I'm sure something might be coming to mind right away. But whatever it is, that might be holding you back from your expansion and joy, it's time to undo it now. And it's time to restring, if you may, the way that you're going to do things moving forward or think about things moving forward. You know, rewire your brain with more of a expansive, infinite mindset versus a limiting mindset. I also want to talk about Mercury retrograde really quick because it's happening in two days. In fact, it's like less than 48 hours because it's going to be around 3 a.m. Uh, on the 21st. Mercury will go retrograde in Taurus, which means that the planet of expression and communication is going to spin backwards in the sign of things around luxury, which means might be a little challenging 
to get those things in our life or work towards them. We might also be challenged with communication itself, with expression, with travel, with money, with investments, with big purchases. So definitely not a time to buy big expensive things or go into business agreements or make big decisions. Really a time again to just kind of slow down and take a few deep breaths, you know, prepare for what's ahead, but not necessarily take action on anything brand, brand new just yet. Okay, I think that's all I have for you as far as cosmic forecast <laughs> and what's going on. We have a lot coming up over the next few weeks, so get ready. I also do have a tarot pulled for tonight, so a little bit of guidance for past, present, and future. And I do want to cover that. And then we'll hopefully wrap up our circle. How's my battery left? All right. <laughs> Still with some battery issues tonight, speaking of Mercury retrograde in tech. All right. So for the first time ever, I pulled all three cards in reverse. And just to make sure, I checked the cards in the deck, like underneath each of these, and they were like all over front side reverse. So I know it's the way it's supposed to be, but a little wild. I also pulled a card that I have never ever pulled for one of our collective readings before, which is also a little bit wild. But before I talk about this reading, I just wanna slow down. I wanna take a deep breath, ground back in. I wanna call on the cards. And just thank them for being in our circle tonight. Trusting in the cards because we know they do not lie. The tarot brings in additional messages, wisdom, guidance for us with this moon, with this eclipse, with this oncoming season. We thank the cards for being in our circle tonight. So for the first card, our past card, I pulled the seven of pentacles, but I pulled it in reverse. So if you remember our last poll for the last moon, I pulled the seven of wands in reverse. In reverse or upright, up, upright, sorry. I can't remember, but there was, a, the, the seven's been coming into play a lot. Seven is the number of evolution. It's a number of growth, kind of like next chapter. So you can think about like seven days of the week. It's like a sense of completedness seven chakras, seven deadly sins. There's a lot of sevens out there in the world that represent, you know, a journey. And when we have the pinnacles, we're learning about fortune, abundance, luck, income, all of those things. So when we have the seven of pentacles, normally it's about our next chapter of earning fortune or earning abundance. But when we have it in reverse, it's more about doing things differently to support ourselves financially. So this is something that might be coming back around again. Again, remember we're in eclipse season, so you may have had like an old thing you used to work on or an old idea come back around again. Maybe a person from your past comes back around again with the intention of like a possible partnership or business pursuit, um, or perhaps you're just inspired to do something differently or brand new. And the seven of pentacles comes in to say, yes, 
you definitely need to do that. You need to put your energy towards that thing because what you're doing now isn't working. Now, also remember that this Aries moon, we're in an Aries new moon again. You know, we're getting a chance to start over and we're getting a chance to detach and walk away. The fire energy comes in now. Look at this fire on this card, this orange and yellow. You know, the fire of the black moon of Aries comes in right now to help us make swift and easy change without worrying about it. So if you need to pursue something different or do something differently, you can do it a lot more easily now than maybe what you would have been able to do even a week or a few days ago. Moving into our present card, we have the sun reversed and guess what happens today a total solar eclipse reversing the solar energy you can't make this stuff up i shuffled 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 the cards yesterday left them alone charged them under the moon shuffled 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 again today and this is what i pull for our present card i kid you not this card is ruled by the number 19. what is today april 19th with a total solar eclipse, hello, we've got to pay attention to what's going on here, right? So anytime we pull the sun card, if we pull it upright, it's about fertility, fruitfulness, abundance. It's about like the sun coming out again, warming things up, all is well. When we pull it in reverse, it's more about perception than reality. Really, all of the reverse cards in tarot are about that. It's not necessarily about like bad things or omens. It's about perception. So the sun reversed comes into play right now to say that maybe things aren't working out the way that you planned. Maybe you had a certain expectation and it is not playing out on the timeline that you wanted it to. I have been trying to get pregnant for well, my son just turned four and I've been trying to get pregnant for three and a half years. And as you all know, if you've been following my journey, I have been pregnant a lot over the past three years. But as you also know, I still only have my son. I've gone through a lot of loss and I've certainly been questioning in my own life if I want to continue to pursue fertility or if I'm going to have another child or if I'm going to you know, set that aside. Am I going to be fertile in my business and grow the things and the ideas that I want to grow in my business, right? I'm having a little bit of doubt about those things right now. Well, the sun reversed says that. It says we might have doubts about the things that we've been working on. We might have been working really, really hard on something and trying lots of different pursuits and efforts only to find ourselves still not getting that thing that we desire or want. And maybe we hold the best mindset of attraction, law of attraction and, you know, holding that attitude of gratitude and we're doing all the things and it's still not happening and we're getting very impatient. Well, the card says that it can still happen that we have to have hope and we have to have faith. We have to believe we have to keep doing the work, but maybe we have to do things differently. We are in a reset. Now the eclipsed sun comes in with a black Aries moon so that we can give ourselves a reset, maybe reset our mind, maybe reset our attitude, maybe say, okay, Things aren't happening the way I want to or the way I expected or when I thought that they would happen. However, 
I know they're going to happen. I know they're going to. I just have to keep doing things towards this goal or desire, but I've got to do something different because what I'm doing isn't working, right? That's why I'm going to war on the parasite thing. But we all have our own journeys. We all have our own things we're working on, and we probably all have things that haven't been working out quite what we in what way we, we expected, right? So now, maybe if you shift just a little bit, Maybe you do things just a little bit differently. Maybe you'll start to see success in the future. Hold on to the hope. It's still there if you want it. If you, if you desire it badly enough, it's still there. Now here's the card that I have never pulled in a collective reading. Knight of Cups and in reverse. So all three cards are reversed tonight, and we are in a reversal type of energy. We've got an eclipse, and we've got a Mercury retrograde coming up in two days. And guess what happens in another few weeks? Saturn goes retrograde. Pluto goes retrograde. We're moving into retrograde season where everything starts spinning backwards. So I have no doubt that we're pulling these cards for a reason. Now, the Knight of Cups is usually, when upright, about forming bonds, relationships, really good like emotional feel-good stuff. When it's upside down, it's more about the opposite. So there is a chance that somebody might deceive you in the future or let you down or give you a reason to get on your horse and ride away without looking back, okay? Remember that this new moon in Aries is going to set the energy for the entire lunar cycle. And with Mercury retrograde also controlling this oncoming lunar cycle here in a couple of days, we are probably going to have people from our past come up again. And when people from our past come up again, sometimes it's not for such great things, right? Well, the night, anytime we pull the night in tarot, it's about going to battle, it's about taking on the challenge. And when we have the Knight of Cups in reverse, it's about taking on the challenge of deciding what relationships are important in our life and what relationships aren't. This isn't just people. This is relationships with food, with tech, with drugs, with pretty much anything, right? But you have to decide right now if this relationship is worth maintaining or is it deceiving you? Is it taking away your power? Is it limiting you from going on your journey? Funny how we pull the horse as well, right? Because Ashwini Nakshatra reminds us to follow our intuition. So in the next few weeks, in, in the near future, if you have people in your life that you're getting some spidey senses about, or if you've got people coming back into your life and it's a little spooky, follow that Ashwini horse intuition and know when to walk away. No one to stop on a dime. On, right? And Aries is also going to give you that fire and power to burn that bridge if you need to and just move on and don't look back. That is our reading tonight. That is what I have for you under this black Aries moon. And it's funny how the energy aligns because as I said, Aries doesn't like to bullshit. Aries doesn't like to waste time. Neither does Ashwini Nakshatra. Time to heal now, heal for good. And we're coming right up on the hour this time. 
And if you know with my moon circles, they usually last 75 to 90 minutes. So we're doing good tonight to end pretty much right on the hour. I also just want to shout out to everybody here that's live tonight, by the way, because our last moon circle was pretty sparse with attendance, but we've had quite a few people popping on tonight. I tried to wave at everybody that popped on, but if I missed you, I just want to say hi. And of course, hello, if you are catching the replay, I always put the replays up on my Follow Your Path podcast and also on the Mother Moon Yoga YouTube channel. So if you happen to miss part of the circle tonight, you can always go back and view it there. And also on my website, venalene.com. I also go um, to my website and I write about the moon and the tarot reading and the astrology season that we're in. So if you, you know, kind of want to see what I've written, it's probably going to be a little bit different than what I say. Uh, you can go to my website and you can read all about those things as well. So before we officially end our circle tonight, if you have anything in the chat, any questions, any comments, Anything you want to throw in there, feel free to throw it in. I will respond to it. I'm going to go ahead and do our prayer to release the guides and guardians of the five directions. We'll call them back in in our next moon circle in a couple of weeks. So for now, I'm going to take the selenite wand up and around in a counterclockwise direction now, releasing the energy. And I'm going to start by... Thanking the guides and guardians of the fifth element for being here with the, you know, the ether, the guidance of source consciousness and creation, source beings. We thank the guides and guardians of the fifth element for being in our circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the north with their element of earth. We thank these earth elements for being in our circle, providing extra magic. We thank the guidance of our ancestors and those that are related to us but haven't yet come yet, guiding us now from another dimension, from another space. We are thankful for this moon and being able to attune to it to better align our energy and how we work towards our goals and dreams. We thank the guides and guardians of the North with their element of earth for being in our circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, helping to purify us, cleanse us, and prepare us for the reset that this eclipse brings. We also lean into not only the pause of stillness to rest, but also into the flow of time, allowing spirit and universe to take us where we need to flow. We thank the guides and guardians of the West for being here with their element of water tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire, burning strongly, burning bridges, burning our heart's desires, helping us to direct our energy towards exciting new adventures. We thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. And finally, we release the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air, giving us fresh breaths, new beginnings, grounding upon an energy through exhales, expansive energy through inhales. We thank the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air for being in our circle tonight. And with that, our circle is officially complete. I thank you all for being here again. I know it's 
lot to take an hour plus out of your day to simply tune in and hang out and maybe also to be able to do that without distraction. I am a busy mom. I am an entrepreneur. I am a business owner. I know what it's like to find the time for yourself. So give yourself a little pat on the back if you are here taking that time out today. And, you know, the next time that we get together, we are still going to be in that eclipse energy. So really navigate the next two weeks with a lot of deep breaths, with a lot of patience, with a lot of awareness and intuition. Just really pay attention to what comes up, the signs, the guidance. Call on your guides and guardians if you need some help. Call on your angels. Call on your protectors to keep the energy positive, peaceful, and happy. And when we meet again on May 4th, we're going to meet on a Thursday. That's going to be May 4th, 8 p.m. Central Time, just like tonight, here on Instagram on the Vina Lene channel. We are going to talk all about the full moon in Scorpio and the lunar eclipse coming up. We'll also still be in Mercury retrograde, so we'll touch more on that. And then we will officially be in Taurus season at that time. So I'll talk a little bit about the season of the cosmic bull and how that can affect our energy. So until we meet again on May 4th for that eclipsed Scorpio moon, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all know peace and feel safe. May we all feel loved, be loved, and love one another. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. Namaste.